Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. One more thing, church. Amen. I can feel the excitement in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. But hey, church, with all the noise going on, situations, look on TV, all the negativity going on, there is only one thing I'll request of you to do. I want to humbly ask you to stay connected. Hallelujah. And stay connected to Christ. Stay connected to the tree of life. Stay connected to the word that is right. Amen. Amen. We don't want to lose focus. We want to stay connected. Hallelujah. Amen. And if there's one thing that you want to do is stay connected. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the choir one more time. And put your hands together for yourself. Hallelujah. We stay connected. church to the way that is right stay connected to the creative power no 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 stay connected Come on, stay, 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 Stay connected to the light of 
one dances right next to the king of the king of the king of the king the devil is a liar I'm gonna Stay connected. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Are you happy? Are you happy in the Lord? All right, this is just an appetizer. Do you want more? Okay, let's welcome. Who are they? Oh, let's welcome them. Let's welcome. They're going to give a dance. And before that, we want to welcome Mandy Johnson to share a personal testimony as well. Okay. Hallelujah. Wow. I don't think it's easy standing here as I always thought, but anyway. Um, God is good. Okay, so I have, a, I've had a very serious fear with childbirth in the past, you know, I think it's associated to the things I've heard, um, the pain and, you know, experiences people have shared with me. And I'm someone who I have zero tolerance for pain. I mean, when it even comes to receiving shots, needles at the doctor's office, oh my God, it's a whole different situation. So um, along my eight to 10th week, along my pregnancy, I woke up one morning with pain on my right side. It was so painful, I complained to my mom and we went to the hospital, only to find out through an emergency sonogram that um, I had a fibroid. So now the doctors, you know, started talking to me, scaring me and intensifying my fear. I'm already scared of this whole thing. They talked to me about this fibroid, telling me it's very large, it's 12 centimeters. This is the size of a baby's head. And this is with my fibroid, it's even bigger than a baby's head, blah, blah, blah. So the pain, I mean, my fear just intensified. I did my online research and everything. Then um, along the way, my 16th week, this was around Memorial Weekend, I remember very well, I was shooting a wedding on assignment, and suddenly the pain started. This pain just started, it started getting very serious. I had to stop taking the photographs, left it to my second shooter to do the job, and we had to rush the hospital. I was under observation, they gave me some medication and everything, and the doctors and residents told me that it was um, something called degeneration. And they gave me some painkillers, but they told me they couldn't, they were limited to the amount and type of medication they could give me because obviously I was pregnant. So they told me to go home. I couldn't even walk, but you know, we managed, got home. I was in bed for two good weeks. My mom was by my side, walking around, eating, even using the bathroom was a problem. So I had a bedpan by my side, and days that mom is not around, my male cousin came around to help me. It was so embarrassing, just imagine. So at this point, you know, we all got very worried, my husband, everybody, but we kept going. Um, so during the second week, whilst I was home, the pain subsided. I decided to come to church. It wasn't the best, but you know, it came down. So when we came to church, my mom shared this with Sister Rhoda, and she suggested we see Reverend, and probably he prays for me. I should buy some water. So we followed the instruction. Reverend, as I was narrating my story to him, he was just smiling. And he said, Mandy, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You are going to deliver safely. He gave me all the medical backgrounds to fibroids. He added his biblical knowledge to it. And trust me, he prayed for me. And I was inspired. My faith strengthened. I went home, drank the water, and did what I had to do. One morning, I just got up. Trust me, I was on my feet. I felt so light. I even forgot I was pregnant. If it wasn't for the bump in front of me. I started work again going up and down, everything from henceforth was beautiful. I enjoyed the rest of my pregnancy to the glory of God. Now, 
Another thing, um, a year before that, I had applied for my husband to join me here in the US. And because I knew everything was legitimate, genuine, I just put in the application, you know, without, I didn't even back it up with prayer. I was as if, oh, this thing is done. I did everything, put it in, thinking I'll hear something within six to eight months. But now, these months had passed, I had heard nothing. A year had come, still nothing. Now people started asking, what's happening? When is your husband coming? Oh my God, the pressure started. So I started praying, complaining, oh God, please let him come. I want him to be here when my baby, you know, arrives, when our baby arrives. I prayed, prayed, prayed. And one day he had, he had to go, he, had, he got a call that he should come for his interview. He went for the interview and he was told to bring his medical reports and photos of, you know, our union, something to prove that we are connected, which he did. And he was told in two weeks, two good weeks, the man assured him, oh, you get your visa. So we went, all of us excited about it. Two weeks passed, nothing. Now six weeks, still nothing. What's going on? I got very worried. So now I started my prayer, I intensified, what's going on? I'm due in October. And in September, I still hadn't heard anything. So we had the open heavens, and I had never attended open heavens meeting before. But that day, I'm like, oh, mommy, you know, let's go. I want to go for this prayer meeting. <laughs> so we got to open heavens, and reverence preaching was all about giving thanks. He said, sometimes we complain too much. We ask, all we do, our prayer is full of asking, asking God, complaining, complaining, complaining. Sometimes all you need to do is just to give thanks. So I took it in. He even gave some examples of Jonah in the whale's belly, of Jesus Christ, how he said, fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread, two fishes. I said, with thanks, everything was done. I took it in. I'm like, you know what, Mandy, I think you've been complaining to God too much now. Turn it all around. Start giving thanks. I gave thanks. I thank God. I even thank God for making my husband join me to witness the birth of our baby. And you'd be surprised. From nowhere, he got a phone call. Prior to that, he had gotten two phone calls, and they were asking, where is this? Where is that? He's like, I've submitted it. Then they'll cut the line. We'll call you back. We hear nothing. But right after that, um, open heavens and my thankful prayer, he had, he got another phone call from the embassy, a lady called and said, oh, um, we need this, this. He said, I've submitted it. So out of frustration, he asked them, what's wrong with our visa? Like, what's the status? And the lady said, I'm only trying to help you here, brother. So he invited, she invited him to the embassy. He went there only to find out they had lost his supporting documents. And apparently his folder was left behind unattended. Like, no one wanted to take responsibility for it. So it only took the power of God to let this woman take it upon herself to give him a call. He added his documents and everything was done. We resubmitted and were given another two weeks. So we kept checking, checking, checking. And lo and behold, two weeks came up. We still heard nothing. I'm like, Lloyd, you know what? I'm going to be sending an email. I'm even going to copy the U.S. immigration, USCIS in it. I don't care, whatever. I prayed about it and I did it with faith. Only for that morning, around 4 a.m., my husband called and said, Mandy, guess what? Visa has been granted. I was so happy. He came, joined me. He witnessed. Um, he was here in time, just in time, barely two weeks, and I delivered. And whilst delivery also, the things I prayed for, you know, as I said, I've been very fearful of childbirth. I prayed for bearable pain. I prayed to, for the delivery room where I was going to deliver. I prayed for the medical team. 
And brethren, trust me, God answered my prayers. I gave birth with no pain. I was able to even take the epidural. Things I've heard about it, you know, calmly. I said her mom was worried because, you know, Mandy, the way she behaves when she's being injected, but I was calm. The nurses were very supportive. Everything went on well. And I gave birth very well to a healthy baby, as you can see, to the glory of God. So I want you to all know that we should really, really, really take our prophets and men of God very seriously. As the um, period, you know, this period of fasting, as we've been praying, we should pray to be able to identify the what anointing. We should always take what the messages they give to us very seriously. I'm glad I listened. I'm glad I followed whatever he told me to do and everything went well. So glory be to God. Now, no pain. And I can say, by grace of God, I'm confident that there'll be, I'm ready. I'm ready for round two. Thank you. Amen. of our prophet, Prophet Dark, to prophesy and to speak a lifetime blessing upon my life. Wow, tell us about it. How did it happen? This thing, it happened on the 24th, last year, December. We were here in the prophetic encounter service. And the prophet, I listened to him very carefully. He mentioned three times that somebody is being blessed here. He mentioned it three times, consecutive times. And I received it and I believed it with all my heart. What did he say? What blessing did he say somebody was being blessed with? He just said, somebody's been blessed. And on the 31st night, he said, some people here are receiving houses. He said, they are receiving houses that they've never built before. You are receiving a miracle that a person will strive for his rest of his life to receive it, but you receive it in one day. Hey. And then to the glory of God, when I got home on the 24th, when I opened my WhatsApp, one of my uncles, he texted me and said, Happy New Year. This is your gift. And to my surprise, it was a house. Full build. Happy New Year. Here is your gift. And it was a house. Hey. And the house is fully paid. It's on my name by the grace of God. In your name? Yes. Fully completed. Completed. Finished. It's fully furnished, as the prophet said. Hey, why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise? The prophet said you are receiving a lifetime blessing. What some people use their whole life to receive, you will receive it in one day. That's what happened to him. I don't know of any other person who has received a house as a gift. And when the prophet was prophesying one day, he said that he sees a person walking through a bridge. Mm. And that bridge leads him to his house. Hey. To the glory of God. That very same house. There's a bridge That's before you get to it.
would like to say that everyone here, each and every word that the prophet speaks, believe it. Even if it's not coming past today, but one of those days, they will come and the prophecy will generate fully to you. Wow, put your hands together for a powerful testimony. He says he goes over a bridge and he goes to his house that he didn't build. Just as the prophet prophesied, you are next in line to receive a good thing. It's a year of good things. Put your hands together for powerful testimonies. And our next testimony is coming from our brother Kenrick. Kenrick is a student in the prestigious Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Kenrick, what has God done for you? I want to give thanks to God for um, a prophecy that's practically happened to me in my life. A prophecy was fulfilled God. in your life? Yes, please. Tell us, what was the prophecy? On the 31st night at the watch night service, Daddy prophesied that you will never be found begging in your life. What did Daddy prophesy? That you will never be found begging in your life. You will never be found begging in your life. Shout amen like you also want that prophecy. And what happened after that prophecy? See, I'm an Anakazi student coming from Guyana. You're from where? Student coming from Guyana. Guyana, not Ghana. Guyana, give the Lord a shout of praise. He's from Guyana. Yeah. So I knew it would be difficult and them for to consistently support me while I was in Ghana. So, so you knew that there was no support going to come from the house yes, whilst you are here schooling in Ankazu. Yes. And, 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 and the prophet prophesied that you will not beg in your life. Yes. Please. And what happened after that prophecy? On the 2nd of January, 28th. 2nd of January. 28th. The prophecy was given on the 31st of yes, December, 2017. Yes, and on the 2nd of January, what happened? At 3 a.m., my grandfather called me and he said, I want to know your address and I want to know how long you're staying in Ghana and I gave it to him and he said I will be sending you money starting this Friday every month your grandfather said he'll be sending you money starting this Friday every, every month, month. Yes. and then what else did he say and he also said that I don't want you to beg anyone for anything your grandfather said what I don't want you to beg anyone for anything you said your grandfather said what I don't want you to beg anyone for anything no 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 he said I will send you money that's all Yes, he said that. He said what? What did he say after that? I, I don't want you to beg anyone for I any don't want you to beg anybody. Are you sitting down like that? Give the Lord a shout of praise. His grandfather told him, I don't want you to beg anybody for money. The prophecy was you will never beg anyone for money. And his grandfather said, I will send you money this Friday and every month. I don't want you to beg anyone for money. Now this is the part that will shock you. Wait. Your grandfather, tell us about your grandfather. You see, my grandfather, he wasn't in support of me coming to Ghana. Your grandfather did not support you coming to Ghana. No, please, he didn't support it at all. But now he's the one who's supporting me. He's the one who wants to support He's me. saying that the grandfather was the last person who would send him money because he is not even in agreement of him becoming a pastor. But his grandfather, something provoked the grandfather to pick up his phone and call him. That listen, send me your account details. Friday. And every month, I'm going to send you money. Why am I sending the money? I don't want you to beg anybody for money. Give the Lord a shout of praise. <laughs> Prophet calls is the force of prophecy. There is power in the West to make the thing happen. When, when we say one plus one is two, you may doubt one plus one, but you cannot doubt two. You may say that the, when he's saying it, you may say that, is this a prophecy? Is this a prophecy? But you cannot doubt the results of the prophecy. 
You cannot argue with the results of the prophecy. Give the Lord a shout of praise. So, Kenrick, what do you have to tell somebody who is here at the prophetic encounter service for the very first time? I want to encourage you all that you should believe in every word of our Father because every word can make a great impact in your life. Every word that he speaks is going to make a great impact in their lives. Yes. Put your hands together for this powerful testimony. Hallelujah. Give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. What a powerful testimony. Wow. Are you sitting down like that? <laughs> stay connected. Tell your neighbor, stay connected. Look, it's not a joke. Oh. What do you experience is not a joke. I, I mean, sorry, you think about it. Not that you're going to get a house. But the where the house is, there's a bridge. I mean, even if you are guessing, you can't, you, you can't guess it. You see, I did mathematics. There's so-called probability. Even if you are asked to, even if you, if you are going by the law of probability. It's point zero. Well, you can't even... Richard, is it? To be that exact. No, 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 no. You see, it's not, it's not like, hey, I see some lady here. I can see her. Your pants are red. That's how I look. <laughs> I can see her. Your pants are red. And your mother is a witch. Your mother has taken your womb. Nonsense. My mom is not a witch. My mom is one of the ladies who wear pants red. So my mom is somebody's mother is a witch. Stop those type of. Those are general predictions. Uh, this season, a great uh, 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 one. one uh, uh, the, the, this this year, two thousand and eighteen, a great politician is going to die. That is nonsense. <laughs> yes, sir. so because you have a big prophetic ministry, and that you are promised that a great politician is going to die. Are politicians human beings? Then they die every year. Oh. I see snow coming in the winter. I am talking about a major prophet. This is a major prophet. This is a major prophet. I mean, when I heard, I mean, Abeku, accurate. I mean, just accurate. That one that's going to get a house. And there's a bridge. Even if you're using Google Maps, it cannot be that accurate. This is less accurate. Look, I shared the verse at the, uh, at the open, after open heavens. If you don't come, I don't know why you don't come. Meanwhile, I don't know why you don't come for open heavens because they are fantastic. I said they are fantastic. You see, the Bible said that the Bible said there's a vein for silver. You see, there's a vein, a vein for silver. In other words. Silver, uh, in other words, silver runs in a particular way. When you say you see a vein, you know, some things run in a particular direction. So for you to receive that benefit, you must connect it to it. That is why, so why when you go to the uh, hospital and you are drawing blood, so you get a bad phlebotomist, you poke, 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 no blood. The, the fact that the person is poking in there, the blood will come. He must hit a vein. And when it comes to the anointing, when it comes to silver, I must say there's a vein for it. And I tell you, this is the thing. Stay connected. Tell your neighbor, stay connected. 
Stay connected. Somebody will give you a card that you didn't pay for. I said somebody's going to give you a card you didn't pay for. I said somebody's going to give you a card you didn't pay for. Somebody's going to give you a card you didn't pay for. That's it. It is even going to be a car that if you are to buy, you can't afford it. But you're going to get it. Surely, surely, there is a vein for the silver. Surely. 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 There is a vein for the silver. There is a vein. So if you want the silver, connect to the vein. And prosper. And prosper. I say, and prosper. I mean, it's fantastic. Say, you will not beg. You will not beg. Look, you see, the boy was explaining something. Let me explain to you. You see, there's something called the Pastor Paul. I like him. I used to sit like that. That's his name. <laughs> see, there is something called the force of prophecy. See, the force of prophecy. See, the force of something is that, that, that which for those who do this science, a body continues to be instead of motion. Unless acted on by an external force. Uh-huh. Or act otherwise. You didn't do science, you don't understand. You see, a force is, you see, a force is something that causes something to move from its natural state. Like this puppet is standing here. You see, it, without anything, it will be here. Stationary. But when I applied a force, a certain force will move it here. Are you hearing me? Yeah, that is what, that's what's called the force of prophecy. So naturally, this boy, his grandfather was not interested. I did not like it. But a force of prophecy will be applied. And suddenly, the person who is not interested is not financing you. You see, that is an, an external force. You see, that is why when we say that a force of prophecy so, what prophecy is a force. It causes things to change their natural course. That's what it means. Naturally, this is what you have. So, naturally, the doctor's report is that you have this disease, but the force of prophecy will change it. I say it will change it. I say it will change it. I say it will change it. Because naturally, the Pharaoh didn't want them to go. But by a prophet, he brought them out. You see, so that scripture in Second Chronicles twenty twenty, believe in the Lord your God, and you'll be established. Believe in His prophets, so that you prosper. That, that's the challenge. A force. It's like when you believe in the prophecy, a certain force comes and move you, and move you, and move you. So when a force, I see you getting married this year. It is natural. Naturally, where you are now, you have no money, no job, but a force comes and suddenly and push. So the guy who said no, now he said, I beg you. You see, when the lady who told you no said, I beg you, marry me, a force has happened. <laughs> I see you getting a double promotion. I see you getting a double promotion. I see you getting a double promotion. I said, I see you getting a double promotion. Yeah. There is somebody here. I prophesy to you that the, the chair that is used to harass you is going to exchange. You will sit on that chair. You are going to sit on that chair. 
whoever is harassing you, the table is about to change. It's a force. A force is being released. So that if the person who is sitting is harassing you sits in this chair, a certain force is going to move him. And he will sit in that chair. Receive that prophecy. Wow. Major. Please sit down, sit down, sit down. We have to preach. <laughs> Thank you. You have to preach. <laughs> you have to preach. Yeah. That's a force. Yeah. The for- it's called the force of prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Listen. Pray for you. And then suddenly the pain disappears. Because naturally, when he was talking, I was laughing because I knew what it was. About the fire bread and the pain. But I was laughing because I knew that something supernatural was about to happen. To change it. I said to the doctor here, fibroids get painful when they degenerate. Is that not true? Yeah, that's what was going on. So naturally, the pain should increase. But a certain force was applied to stop the pain. Hallelujah. Oh, I love this church, I tell you. All right, anyway, we are in a season of intensive prayers. Let me give you the guidelines so I can preach and we can go home. No, Reverend Patrick, leave us, lead us in the prayer after we finish preaching. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. We are, are you connected? Tell anybody about there's a vein for silver. Don't forget the scripture. Tell about there's a vein for silver. So connect. Surely. Not that maybe. Hallelujah. All right, let me give you this. We are still continuing with our season of intensive prayer. And this particular season, the fasting is dynamic. Every week, the prophet releases new directions. If you've noticed. So we are not doing the traditional six to six argue with somebody in the office <laughs> say you are fasting ask Reverend Patrick Shoulders from the original your prayers are on the <laughs> they're on the wrong way you see you didn't come to open heaven that's why you don't understand if you came up and understood the scripture I will explain to you next time come this, so basically this, this week there's a new method that we are using hallelujah so this week um Tomorrow there's no fasting. Tomorrow you are free. You, I mean, generally, but you can continue yours. If you have adjusted your sleeping hours, that's good. Okay? So, the fast is from Tuesday to Friday. And this is how the prophet wants to do, us to do it. He says, actually it's in the Bible. He says, everything the bishop says is in the Bible. Like I explained to you, about even the fast at the one night. It's scriptural. We don't do things outside the Bible. This actually is the prophet of Hezekiah. Go and, go and look at it. So what we're going to do, what is called the porch and the altar. Between the porch and the altar. Okay, between the porch and the altar. Hmm? Yeah, that's the type of fast. So, Tuesday to Friday, <coughs> this type of fast is, it says uh, you begin the, be- the day with a light meal. So this type of fast, you don't eat your regular heavy meal. You eat, but you don't go your usual. 
So everybody and your light. <laughs> if I go, <laughs> Reverend Patrick says, I know Eugene, he says, if I go into what is light, it, it may bring confusion. Because for somebody, Fufu is light. <laughs> so, we are not. <laughs> uh, some, somebody's light watching. Watching is light. <laughs> now, so, <laughs> so he, he gave us examples of light, like bread, juices, soup. That's a light. You understand? Light soup. I don't know what our bank is light soup. I don't know. But light. Okay. You want us to go light. Okay. Light from Monday, from Tuesday to Friday. And then he's doing something at the in Ghana, Accra. The portion of the Bishop himself is leading prayer 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. 10 GMT, Ghana time. So if it comes to our time, that is. So there's no, there's no 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. No. No, by this schedule, there's no dawn prayer. You wake up and join him. 5 a.m. if you can. If not, you make sure that you pray three hours. Do you get it? That, that, that's what it is. And then. Tuesday evening, we'll all meet here. And then Friday, it will be happening live. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that is by way of the fast. My time is almost gone, but I hope you will get it. Are you connected? Yeah, so that, that, is, that is how you want us to do the fast. Hallelujah. Between the porch and the altar. Yeah, that's the Hezekiah. That's what, that's what led to the extension of his life the porch and the altar. Hallelujah. But please, take the light seriously. You understand? Because there was a certain brother who, I mean, we used to fast six to six. And then after, after, after the fast, he would be eating. Ah, who was he? Try to remember. How many years? No, no, no. Um, what happened was, yeah, he was eating, he was eating rice. And then, because uh, he was eating rice. I mean, why are you eating rice? We said, ah, he was eating rice because we said, Bishop, so everybody after the fast, was just, just, just eat something light. Then he got some huge rice and stew. <laughs> then Bishop said, true story. He said, why? When, when we started, he said, why? He said, oh, as for him, <laughs> rice is appetizer. <laughs> Rice is appetizer. If he wants to eat, it's not rice. <laughs> if he really wants to eat, it's not rice. Yeah. Four, bo- four bowls of cake, five. Then he starts. That's all. If you see him eating rice, it's just an appetizer. <laughs> so, hallelujah. All right. Our verse for today Isaiah 10. Show us the verse for today. Let's learn it quickly. And I'll share something with you from the book that we are all studying. Where's my book? Okay. 
Let's all read. Isaiah 10, 27. Let's go. Let's read it again. So let's take the first part. The first part said, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken from off thy shoulder. Go. Say it again. Shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. One more time. Then the next passage, and his yoke from off thy neck. Again. So one and two. One more time. Then, and the last part says that, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. One more time. One more time. So, one, two, and three. Wonderful. Isaiah 10, 27. Take it off the screen. Go. Up the screen, up the screen, please. Go. End. Wow. We are more alert than the first service. Hallelujah. Church, I want to take our time as we are praying about this to teach us about this book, The Anointing and His Anointing. We need to, I started in the first service and I want to teach it again because we need to understand this thing very well. It's one of the most precious things you can get, the anointing. The best gift God can give to you is the anointing. So we need to understand the anointing very well. And like I started sharing in the first service, what is the anointing? What is it? What is the anointing? And the anointing is defined for us in Acts chapter 10 verse 30. Right. What is the anointing? What is it? What is it? It's defined for us in Acts 10 38. What is the anointing? And here, God tells us what it is. He said, no, Acts, 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 Acts 10 38. Acts. Quickly. It says, how? You see, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God, for who was with him? For who was with him? For who was with him? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? 
Anointed with what? Anointed with what? So, if I say that, I can say that, how Jeff bathed this morning with uh, Irish Spring. Do you understand what I'm saying? How Jeff, Jeff bathed this morning with Irish Spring soap. It means Irish Spring is what? Very good. How Jeff bathed this morning with Irish Spring soap. So it means, what, what is the Irish Spring? The soap. How Jeff bathed this morning with Irish Spring soap. It means the Irish Spring is what? The soap. I cannot say that. It, it, it would be wrong for me to say how Jeff bathed this morning with palm nut oil. Are you hearing me? So, by this definition, God is telling us when you hear the word anointing, it means the Holy Ghost. How God, so the Holy Ghost is the anointing. The Holy Spirit is the power. That, also, when you hear anointing, 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 we are talking about the Holy Spirit. For God was with him. So, it, listen, there is what I'm, you see, so, a lot of times, so oil, pour, give me, pour oil on me. Oil, I need oil, pour oil on me. The oil is a symbol, it's not the Holy Ghost. Yeah, the oil is a symbol. Okay, it's not the Holy Ghost, it represents the Holy Spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. The anointing is the Holy Spirit, the oil is a symbol to represent the Holy Spirit. So what it means that and the Holy Spirit is upon a man, not in a bottle. It's upon a man. Are you hearing me? The Holy Spirit is upon a man. So don't so those of you, so I have anointing oil for you, five hundred dollars. Let me tell you something. You are wasting your money. I'm teaching you because the anointing is not in the oil. It's on the man. Not the oil. So, hey, an anointing oil from Jerusalem. This one was from Jericho. Jericho. From the. Who is right that he has put his most. This is from Jericho. Even if it's from Jericho. This anointing oil. You know, this is the anointing oil that. The good Samaritan. He te- he, he says the, the one the, from the uh, a man came down from Jericho. This we got this anointing oil from the spot where the good Samaritan met the man. That's where the oil is from. This anointing oil is special. Five hundred dollars. It cures everything. Witchcraft, juju, insomnia, anointing oil. Listen, don't be deceived. Okay? The the Holy Spirit is the anointing. The Holy Spirit is the anointing. The oil. Is the symbol. So when the oil is upon you, it's a symbol. So what, what you have to understand or what you have to pay attention to is who is pouring the oil on you? The carrier. The, because the person, who, the person who is pouring is, is the anointing on the person which is using the oil as a symbol to apply on you. So if somebody as anointed as Bishop Doug even pours Zomi on you, it's still anointed. That's the difference. That's the difference. So don't, so don't put your faith in the oil. Your faith is in the man who is carrying the anointing. 
Are you hearing me? So if an anointed person comes and says, look, bring me oil. You can go and buy the oil from CVS. It will still carry the power. Even water. But an unanointed person, this man has eaten some bangku in the morning and <laughs> no matter it's okay, so. but if he can sell this water for you, <laughs> yeah. So I might be sure, but I say, what is wrong with you? You don't understand you. So look, I'm telling you, they will be selling it in the Bronx. Please don't waste your money. Do not tell you about don't waste your money. Yes. Anointing is the Holy Spirit. Anointing is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. That is why, I don't want to go, that is why prior to the coming of the Holy Ghost, he was an ordinary carpenter. He was a regular guy. As Patrick said, premium members and regular members. May you become a premium member. <laughs> he has words with this boy. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was a regular member. But when the anointing came, from that day, the guy who was making coffin for people to be buried, now he was raising the dead so that the coffin became unnecessary. Yes. That's the anointing. That's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And then the, the second point is that one, so the first one, the, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Okay, get that here. Yeah, don't forget. Don't, don't let anybody, look, if you take a lot of, I, I am preaching the Bible. If you open a lot of even Christian magazines, anointing oil, don't you see it? TBN, anointing oil. Have you seen it? See, what I'm trying to say is that it is the person, not the oil. What you are buying is a product. Are you hearing me? So it is the person behind it. Is it why? Because what does God say in 1 John 20? He said that, he said that and you shall receive the anointing. Where, where, where is the anointing? The Holy Spirit. First of all, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. And two, the anointing is not floating in the air. Okay? 1 John 2 27. The anointing is not floating in the air. No, the anointing is not floating in the air. It's not like Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit in there, like Casper. <laughs> ah, there's some guy called Casper. It's a ghost. It's, it's not like Holy. No, no, no. It's not like that. Okay. Everything has a carrier. I said, everything has a carrier. Okay. The anointing is a spirit, and it's carried. So this book is called the Anointing and the Anointed. The anointed carries the anointing. Hallelujah. 1 John 2.27 There are so many scriptures. By the anointing. Everybody say the anointing. He said, by the anointing which you have received of him abided in you. So it's in you. Okay? The anointed carries the anointing in him. Hallelujah. So the Holy Ghost is not something in the air. That is why Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
God put the spirit upon and, and the heavens opened when he was baptized. The heavens opened and the spirit came like down like a dove and settled upon him. So he was anointed. So he's the carrier. So when he moves, the Holy Spirit moves. When he's here, the Holy Spirit is here. When he's here, the Holy, the Holy Spirit is not floating in air. It is upon a person, with a person, and in a person. Church, are you here with me? Are you understanding it? So, so that is what so I'm explaining to you that. When somebody carries the Holy Spirit, it's under the operation of the Holy Spirit. Then you are getting the anointing. What if you use water, sword, or palm oil? It doesn't matter. Because he's the carrier. And the anointing is not in the air. So don't deceive. I'm going to catch up, catch up. Character with the anointing. You are dealing with the anointing. You are dealing with the Holy Spirit. That's my third thing I want to share with you. Acts. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, verse 3. This is, this is the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias had a land. He had a plot of land. It was his own. He sold his land. Ananias had a land in Brooklyn. And he went and sold his land in Brooklyn. And they were raising funds in the church in Manhattan. So Ananias said, look, I'm coming to donate towards the fundraising. It's okay. I'm bringing my land. And so, how much was the land? You see, Ananias sold the land for $1,000. But when he came to the church, so the land was $500. You know, and Peter said, why? 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 Why, why has Satan filled your heart? You see, this is, this is what I call a very unnecessary lie. He said, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Next verse. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? Wasn't it your own land? Nobody asked you. It's not your own property. Was it not your own land? And after it was sold, was it not in thy power? Why has thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Why are you lying? Because, you see, the next verse says what? And Ananias sharing this was if he died. That's why he died. He died. Because I'm trying to share with us that the anointing is carried on the anointed. So anytime you are interacting with the anointed, Depending on the setting, you are interacting with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So it does not benefit you to lie to an anointed person. It's not your own benefit. There's no need. Because Peter thought he was lying to. Ananias thought he was lying to Peter. Peter said no, no, no. Under this setting, what you are lying to is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Because the anointed, so there's no need. You know, don't lie to the anointed. When you find somebody who's not anointed, lie to him. But once you know the person's anointed, do not. Or even more importantly, like Kenneth Hagin said, I said Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth, Kenneth Hagin said, sometimes, Kenneth Hagin said, sometimes you'll be going shopping, then people will see him at the shopping mall. Brother Hagin, can you prophesy for me? 
Let's look. I'm in a shopping mall with my wife. I mean, come on. I'm not in the spirit at all. So I won't even bother. Do you get it? But under, in, in, a, in a different, in the church, I'm under a certain unction. There I can prophesy. So it, it, it even means that you are not anointed all the time. It's on and off. Depending on the occasion. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you can lie to, you can lie to Kenneth Hagan at the mall, but don't lie to him in church. Because at that time, you are dealing with the Holy Spirit. That is why it is not a good habit to lie to your pastor. You see, when I ask you something in church, after church, I call you and I ask you, hey, you lie to me. You see, you can, when you see me in the year, you can lie to me, no problem. <laughs> you can come to the year and say, I don't, I, I have a, no, no, because it's a different atmosphere. But when I am operating under the anointing, don't make that mistake. You die. You see, you see and I'm taking my time to teach us because a lot of Christians, so, see, they died. A lot of believers are dead. Why do I say you are dead? When God told Adam and Eve that the day that you eat this fruit, you will die. It didn't mean they died physically, but they died spiritually. Well, don't you know that maybe because of the lie you told your pastor, that's why your business is dead? Did you sleep with her? No. Did you sleep with her? No. No, why you did? Now you are, now you are wondering why you have developed a chronic migraine. Don't you know that your health is dying? I'm teaching us. You see, let's stay connected and prosper. Tell you, but there's no need to lie. Especially to the anointing. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't look at your pastor. If you, unless you think the person is not anointed, then you can lie. So be careful. Hallelujah. Because there's something called the unction. Amen. Just say it and God will bless you. Hallelujah. The anointing is carried by the anointed. Hallelujah. And it's upon the anointed. I'm saying this because you see, some, listen to me. I am saying this because some of you, I believe your life will have gone on higher. But because of certain lies, I'm, I knew you were lying to me. I knew. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Just that, just that, you know. Fine protocol, fine protocol, and Ketsu does not allow you to say that you are lying. But I knew. <laughs> exactly. If you say we are sorry, <laughs> I knew you. Are, I, I knew. And I have watched the effect of that lie on your life. I knew. I knew. I knew. And I've watched the effects. But our year of good things, may you stay connected. May you stay connected. May the anointing profit you. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, the anointed, so, so the anointed carries the anointing. And then the next thing is that, which I told the story many, many years ago, when people were going to see, their gum used to bleed. They used to bleed a lot. Because during the ancient days, you have bleeding gums and nose bleed. And then somebody discovered that when you eat oranges, your nose bleed stops. And the gum bleeding stops. So, 
try and error. An orange is orange. It has a lot of things in it. And when you take an orange, there's water in it. There's fructose in it. There's pulp in it. So eventually, somebody did a, a lab and found out that the thing in the orange that makes your gum not bleed is ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C. As students, it's called ascorbic acid. <laughs> and the disease is called scurvy. Scurvy. And the thing is ascorbic acid. So they found that there's ascorbic acid in orange. And therefore, ascorbic acid is called vitamin C. Do you understand what I'm saying? The astronauts are lost. So, upon discovering the ascorbic acid, then they said that there's no need to carry a sack load of oranges on the ship. All that we need is a bottle of vitamin C. So, the day they discovered ascorbic acid, orange on the sea became unnecessary. So, now just take a little bottle of vitamin C and you are fine because you are able to pull out the real deal from the orange. Uh, you carry on this. Are you hearing me, church? In the same way, the anointing is the Holy Ghost. And the anointed carries the anointing. So if there is a way where we can separate the anointing from the anointed, then we don't need the anointed. If there's a, a, a lab whereby you can split the anointing out of the anointed, they say, go to hell. I don't need you. I have the anointing. But as of today, there's no lab. There is no lab to send it, to pull the anointing out of the anointed. Are you hearing me? So it means if you want the effect of the anointing, then you have no choice but to deal with the anointed. <laughs> Hallelujah. The day, the day we, ha- we find a lab where we can separate the anointing from the anointed, we say, damn you, pastor. I don't need you. I got the anointing. Pastor, today is not like that. Are you hearing me? Yeah. I'm teaching. Are you hearing me? The anointing. So the anointed carries the anointing. Now, more signs. You see? So it means that um, because there uh, more signs, there's something called the disease and the vector. More signs. Are you getting it? Some of you are lost. What, the disease and the host, or the vector. When you, when you take a disease called malaria, mal- malaria is the disease. The vector is what? <laughs> the astronauts are trying for us. <laughs> they are trying. So the mosquito is the carrier or the vector or the vehicle. The mosquito is the vector or the vehicle. But the disease agent is what? No. It's astronauts. Anopheles is a mosquito, please. <laughs> malaria. Plasmodium. The plasmodium parasite. <laughs> why, are you, why are you totally lost? <laughs> the, the plasmodium 
is the parasite which lives in the mosquito called Anopheles, which is the carrier. So the Anopheles is the carrier, but the real deal is the plasmodium, which transmits disease to you. Now, I'm teaching you something. It means that I'm talking about disease and vector. So what it means is that a certain transmissions. Maybe it means that, and for you to get there, for the for the mosquito to give you the plasmodium, it does not give it to you by when you eat mosquitoes. Aha, aha! You can eat a basket full of mosquitoes, you will not get malaria. It's a revelation. You can eat a basket full of mosquitoes. You will not catch malaria. The malaria will come to you if the mosquito interacts with you in a specific way. It has to bite you blood. It's the means of transmission. Are you hearing me? Let me give you another example. It's a bad example, but it's a good, it's a good illustration. HIV. The person who is carrying the disease is the vector. But you can sit with somebody who has HIV from here to Boston. You will not catch it. Yeah, yeah. Aha! You can sit with somebody on a, on a, on a, a bus or Greyhound all the way from here to Boston to New England and you will not catch HIV unless on the way. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Unless on the way, <laughs> some some form of interaction okay. Then by that interaction, the disease, the, the, the agent, the power. You see the see. The, the, the manifestation of the disease, which is the, which is not the, man, the Holy Spirit, it comes when you receive it. When you receive the virus, which is the anointing, say, negatively anointing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it means that somebody, a man of God can be very anointed and you can be by him, but you will not be anointed unless you interact in a specific way. That's what it means. That's what it means. I said that's what it means. I said, it's not that the person is not in, uh, anointed, but you have not interacted with him in a particular way to transmit it. It's clear. I'm teaching. I want you to understand the anointing. That's what I said, that's what I said from today. Don't go and pay $500 for a bottle of oil. From, it can be from Jordan. It's useless. Yeah. Mommy, do you get it? Because every disease and its mode of transmission. That is why going forward, I'll be teaching you how to, see, the anointing is anointed. You'll be studying how to catch the anointing. You must interact with the anointed person in a particular way to get the anointing. Or you can also interact with the anointed person in a negative way and you receive the negative benefit of the anointing. Hallelujah. Are we clear on that? Yeah, I'm teaching. Yeah. You have to interact in a particular way. That's why Bishop Rodo steps to the anointing.
so, so when you so you see that there's a particular way that an anointing can benefit you. Hallelujah. And then the verse we studied today, I'm cl- closing. Our memory verse, Isaiah, show that verse. It says, as the memory verse, the one that we did today. Hmm? Please, quickly. It says, and it shall come to pass. That in that day. Yeah. Yeah. Are you there? It says, and it shall come to pass in that day that the burden shall be taken away from what? And the yoke shall, and, and, and his yoke from what? A yoke is a bondage, oppression. And the yoke shall be destroyed. Because of what? Because of what? Because of what? So the yoke is not destroyed because of the anointed. It's the anointing. You catch the HIV not because of the person, but the virus. So the anointed is nothing in a certain sense. It's the anointing. The Holy Ghost. What destroys the yoke? What sets you free is the Holy Spirit. Why am I saying this? You see, this is where a lot of people get into error. You see, the fact that God used you to do something that doesn't mean you are anything. You are a carrier. You are a carrier of the thing. So don't get deceived that you are the thing. And this is what Satan didn't get. God was the one who created Satan. And he put upon him power and light. And he got deceived that it was him. He thought it was him. He's the great one. He was the all in all. But he didn't want the light that was coming from him was from somebody. He forgot. Yeah. And a lot of people get uh, deceived. God gives you some small anointing to do something small. And the next time you think you are more powerful than the bishop. You are more powerful than the prophet. You are more powerful than the senior pastor. Let me tell you something. It is because of the, what the pastor told you that you, he said today you are a shepherd. That is why when you call people, they come. The day he said tomorrow you are not a shepherd. When you call people, they will not come. Don't be deceived. <laughs> That's what it is. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. See, but unlike, unlike Satan, Peter had a different attitude. Acts chapter 3 verse 12. Peter had a different attitude. Acts chapter 3 verse 12. Acts 3, Acts 3 12. You see, when Peter hit the guy at the gate, the people say, wow, wow, what a powerful guy, what a powerful guy, wow, what a man of God. Man, this guy has been crippled for so many years and you have raised him, wow. Peter said, hold on, hold on. Peter said, hold on, hold on. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power? That's what Peter was telling them. As though by our own power or holiness, we had made this man walk. Why, why do you think? Why are you looking at us as if we, we have the power? Peter was saying, we don't have the power. Exactly. That's what the devil did. We don't, Peter said, look, we don't, I don't have the power. This thing you are seeing, it is the, the, the thing in me that is working on me. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. 
Church, are you hearing me? So, and another, see, I'm giving you the points. And, and so, if the, if the anointing is the Holy Spirit, if the anointing is the Holy Spirit, one thing about the Holy Spirit is that we all don't have the same level. We don't have the same level. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived at all. Don't be deceived. No. There are different levels. There are levels of anointing. The anointing is the Holy Spirit and there are levels. When it comes to Jesus Christ, the Bible says the Spirit was given to him without measure. All of us, what happens? Some of you have 10, 10%. Some have 15%. Some have uh, 20%. Some have 80%. So, see, if somebody has 80% of the anointing, it means that he just has to take one hand and you move this. If you have only 20%, you will need about three hands plus your legs. <laughs> are you hearing me? As are you hearing me? So understand that there are levels. There's no levels. That is why somebody with a certain measure will pray for one hour. Somebody with a certain measure Take someone like Bishop Dark with a certain measure. He will stand at the crusade ground and pray for two minutes and cripples are walking because he has, he's operating at a certain measure. You do one more headache. You fast, you pray, you buy. You know, it's a certain measure. <laughs> it's a measure. For Jesus, it was given to him without measure. He had, Jesus can have it all. But for the rest of us, some have five. Some have ten. Some have point two. And, and another point I want to say is that I'm closing, but I want you to get the points very clearly. And that's also that, that you can lose the anointing. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that you are anointed today does not mean you are anointed tomorrow. That is why when Saul died, David said, has Saul died as though he was not anointed. Hallelujah. And that's what happened to Samson. Samson did not know. He didn't know, when, he didn't know when's the spirit of God. He thought as a time. He thought that as a time he was anointed. He did not know when's the spirit has left him. He thought he could shake the pillar and it would break. He didn't know that something has gone. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot, I mean, a lot of some people says, you see, when the anointing goes, then they begin to shout. Listen, anointing is not shouting. No, 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 no. The power is the power. So you can lose the anointing. You can lose the Holy Spirit. That is why when David sinned, he cried. He said, look, do you know how David sang that song? He said, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Create in me. David said, don't take the anointing from me. Do you know why he said that? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because David had seen somebody who had the anointing and was taken away. He saw the end of Saul. So he said, I beg you, I beg you, I don't end like this guy. Don't take the anointing from me. He said, you can punish me. You can kill the child. But this thing, don't take it away. Because I saw firsthand what, what happened to somebody when the thing was taken away. He said, God, I beg you. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit, the oil from me. No, 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 no. And he was, he was willing to pay any price. But after the Holy Spirit, I, I beg you. 
don't take it. Don't take him away. Don't take him away. I may have made mistakes, but don't take him away. I may have sinned, but don't take him away. Because I know, I know a guy who had it and lost it and how he ended. So don't take him away. Hallelujah. May the anointing never depart from your life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And the anointing is not only for preaching. No, 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 no. Oh, me, Reverend, me, I don't need anointing. Me, I'm not a preacher. You don't understand the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for life. I said the Holy Spirit. One, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is for your life. Don't, don't say that. Oh, me, I don't need anointing. No, it's for life. Whether you preach, whether you are married, whether you work, you need the anointing. Hallelujah. Yes. Psalm 89. Those of you think, yeah, verse 20. Psalm 89, verse 20. I have found David. May God say, I have found Cyrus. May God say, I have found Francis. May God say, I have found Margaret. He said, I have found David, my servant. And with my holy oil, I have what? Anointed him. Now, what happens to David? With whom? My hand shall be established. You see, the anointing is not for preaching. Because of the anointing, he will be established. I said, because of the anointing, he will be established. May you be established. May you be established. Because of the Holy Spirit, nobody can remove you. Be established. You will be established. My arm also shall strengthen him. I see strength coming to you. I see strength coming for you. You will be stronger than your enemies. When they push you, you won't go. Because there's oil upon your life. The enemy shall not exact upon him. It, it means your enemy cannot overpower you. I say your enemy cannot overpower you. Anything that is an enemy to you, you shall overcome it. Anything that is an enemy, you shall overcome it. In this season of catching the anointing, you shall overcome your enemies. Whatever financial enemy you shall overcome. Spiritual enemies you shall overcome. Marital enemies you shall overcome. Enemies of your heart you shall overcome. The enemy. No, the son of wickedness. Do you know the son of wickedness? Do you know the son of wickedness? If you don't know, he's the devil. Afflicts you. Because of the anointing, Satan will not have an upper hand over you. You have your peace. You will not be tortured in the night. You will not be tortured in the night. When the devil comes, there's an oil, there's anointing upon your life. Because of the anointing, he cannot afflict you. He cannot give you a deadly disease. You will not suffer from cancer. You will not suffer from diabetes. You will not suffer from sickness. Because the son cannot afflict him. Don't tell me that the anointing is only for preaching. Hallelujah. I will beat down his force before I see your enemies being destroyed. I say your enemies are being destroyed. That's why I said that somebody, the chair that has been used to harass you, it is changing. I say 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 it is changing. And plague them that hate them. And plague them that hate him. It means those who hate you, God will fight them. It means that 
the guy who wants to fire you, you have an accident. Don't worry about him. He said, I'll plague means I'll bring them diseases. Go sell them because I've anointed you. The one who is trying to make your life miserable, I will let him have diarrhea or something. I'll plague them. I'll plague them that hate him. I'll plague them. Go back. Say, I'll plague them. I'll plague them that hate him. Because I have poured my Holy Spirit upon him. Hallelujah. It means that when you are anointed as a wife, the woman who wants your husband, she will have diarrhea and accident in HIV. I said she will have diarrhea, accident in HIV. <laughs> I will plague them. I said I will plague them. The girl who wants your husband, she will have diarrhea, accident, and HIV. That's it. That's the I will plague them. I will plague them. Stop, stop wasting your time. Stop wasting your time chasing and look at your husband's phone. Who is he calling? No, you pray for the anointing. When the anointing comes, that girl, that girl, that girl, that girl, that girl, that girl will have diarrhea, HIV, and an accident. I'll plague them. I'll plague them. I'll plague them. I'll plague them. It is the guy who has taken your money and doesn't want to pay and is running away. <laughs> I'll plague them. 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 I will harass your enemies. Yeah. I'll plague them. I hate you. Yeah, that's what God is saying. Because of the anointing. Because of the Holy Spirit. Once I put my Holy... You see, look, I beg you. God said, touch not my anointed. Have you heard, have you heard that scripture before? Yes. Touch not what? Because what God is telling this person is carrying something that is very precious to me. And if you have a, a, a job Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church Manhattan is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. That contains something precious. You protect it. Play them. Don't hit them. Yeah. Oh, that girl, don't worry. That girl, don't worry. I promise I said, that girl, don't worry. I said, that girl, don't worry. She will get HIV, HIV, HIV. <laughs> yeah, go back to the sun again. Yeah. Go back to the sun where we are. But my faithfulness and my mercy. Have you seen the anointing? But my faithfulness and my what? My faithfulness. Over me. Over me. Spirit Sing it. Over me. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you for the unction. 
Hey, abide in you. Hey, abide in you, oh God. Make my life whole again. Spirit move. Spirit move. Over me. Over me. Spirit move. Spirit move. shall exalt like the horn of the unicorn. I will be exalted. Receive the unction for promotion. The unction for establishment. Those who hate you are being plagued. In Jesus name. Finally with every head bowed and every eye closed. You are here this afternoon. You are not born again. Yes. The Bible says what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul. Oh, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? This afternoon, you are not saved. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I want to present the Lord to you. Let me tell you something. Without God, life is meaningless. Without a personal relationship with Christ, life is a losing game. And let me tell you something. There is heaven and there is hell. Don't wait after you die to discover. The way to heaven is from earth. So buy your ticket right now. In the name of Jesus. So anybody here who is not born again. When I say born again. It means that you, believe, you, you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You have opened your mouth. You said it and somebody heard it. You said it and somebody heard it. So it's not something you can do privately in your room. You have to say it and let somebody hear it and you'll be born again. So if you have not done this important thing, you have not accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, you have not opened your mouth and you said it and somebody heard it, it means you are probably not born again. So if you're not born again, I'm giving you an opportunity to be born again. Don't say, I believe in my heart. No, did you tell somebody? Did you confess? If you did not confess, you have not done it. So if you are not born again, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I'm serious. Let your hand go up. You want to be a Christian? There is room. God died for you. God sent his son to die for you. That is why Jesus Christ came to die. Please lift up your hand if you are not saved. If you have not done this important thing, please. This is your day of salvation. This is your day of salvation. This is your day of salvation. This is your day. This is your day. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is your day. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for salvation. Thank you that nobody here under the sound of my voice will go to hell. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Wow. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.